The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back, boys and girls, to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, Tammy, the underdog, Underwood. Say good morning, Tam. Good morning, everybody. I'm and, in a better mood now. I've had a cup of coffee. And on the phone, we got Todd the Killer Collab. How's it going, bud? Good morning. Have a good, having fun here. I can tell. I can tell. Let's do some business real fast, and then we're going to get into the story. <clears throat> Couple things. Number one, log on to Citizens of Brutal Nation, join the page, and go check out our our, our shop. It's got some T-shirts on there with your favorite serial killers and more to come. All kinds of shit going on. That's one. Number two, if you're in the Portland metro area or Vancouver, Washington area, my band Twisted Blue has a show at Cascade Bar and Grill on July 21st. Uh, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. That's it. God damn. It's a four-hour $5 show. $5 cover. Yeah, it's a really cheap cover because, you know, they did, they they cover what we charge. So <laughs> There you they, go. They pay exceedingly well. Um, I think that's and all. And when you go to the show, they also have an adoptive serial killer. Yes. Take one home with you. That's right. Adopt the serial <laughs> oh, killer today. That reminds me. Our proposal episode aired yesterday, and we had a lot of comments about, yes, Mrs. Colehead, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I put a post on our page saying, who wants an invitation to the wedding? And you know, we had so many people offering to be like ring bearers and dead ringers and all that jazz. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's oh. jazzed about our our upcoming nuptials. <laughs> yeah, I see the wedding being one of those costume party where you know, you dress up as your favorite. You know, yeah, I can, I can, that could be interesting. You know what? I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I mean, we have so many people that are like hip to this. That they're like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the drownings in Chicago, and this all links together with, a, with something that we actually discovered. Yeah. Can I ask the question right up front? Well, yeah, I guess so. You're going to ruin my ending, but yeah. I'm sorry, but I have to because I want to put this out there so that way there people make it all the way to the end. Is Are, are serial killers making a comeback? Yeah, are we on the are we on the verge of a serial killer pandemic? Right, like like there was yeah. in the 70s, 80s and 90s mm-hmm. because we're finding a lot of stories mm-hmm. where this is very much serial killer activity, not not Todd Colep serial killer stuff which you can kind of go okay, I kind of get it, but like like victimizing well, people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ones in Chicago I mean, it's really bizarre, but yeah, because, um, you know, because I talk, I mean, because I say it right here, not only are we experiencing a rise in missing and murdered women here in the Portland area, one of our listeners, again, Cheryl, love her, you know, Todd, get her name right this time. <laughs> one of Cheryl, our- Cheryl, uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, one of our you're listeners. Awesome, you're awesome, Cheryl. She is awesome. Brought another disturbing ongoing case to our attention recently. This one is happening in Chicago. And the headline literally reads, At least 16 bodies pulled from Chicago waterways since 2022, promoting serial killer fears. Okay? Since March of 2022, the bodies of six women and ten men have been discovered in Lake Michigan and the Chicago River. 
With such a high number of mysterious drownings, citizens in the Chicago area are worried they might have a serial killer on their hands. This begs the question, is our culture on the cusp of another serial killing pandemic similar to what we saw in the 70s and 80s? Now, the authorities and community have noticed there's a pattern to the bodies that are stacking up in the local morgue. In fact, the remains of five men have been pulled from both locations in the past <coughs> six months. That's almost one a month. According to, the form, to a former FBI and CIA agent named Tracy Walder, that's too many coincidences. According to Walder, there's a possibility Chicago has a serial killer at large in their community. Since there are so many cases involving quote-unquote accidental or undetermined drownings. The victims are being pulled from the water far from where, well, most of them are far from where they were last seen except for the last one. And the short time span between when each victim is discovered all play into this possibility. She said, in a case like this, there are so many similar patterns right across the board, so it's not just a coincidence anymore. I know in one of the cases, they pulled one lady's body, an unnamed woman, unknown woman from the river, and then 30 minutes later, they pulled another body out. You know, and with the women, I'm not so sure there's a pattern, but with the men, there is. One of the victims, 26-year-old... Well, I'm sorry, he's 29. I don't know why I put six. 29-year-old Noah Enos went missing after leaving a rock concert at the Salt Shed, a local music hall. His body was found approximately five days later on June 17th, nearly... And this one was the closest one, nearly one block from the venue. Similar to what we're seeing here in Portland, the authorities haven't revealed his cause of death. However, according to Stephen Enos's GoFundMe page, his father has hired a private investigator to help find justice for Noah. And when Noah's friends and family held a vigil for him, his girlfriend, Nicole, I think it's Weiss, W-I-J-S, had to fight back her tears. And when she told the, atten when she told the attendees, I know Noah wasn't the first to go missing and be found in the river, and I sure as shit hope he that he's the last. Now, I want to pause here and ask a question, you know, just for a quick moment about this whole thing. Oh, wait. Was it here that I want to pause? You're pausing with men, so does that make it a menopause? You're horrible. <laughs> that's my first dad joke. Yeah, that's my dad joke. That's a nice day. one. I know, right? <laughs> okay, no, it's not here. It's, it's, oh, no, I did want to pause there because this is what gets my goat. And we talked about it on the, on our citizens page for a minute. Because I've been in contact with some of the family members from the Portland women's case, right? And recently, I spent hours on the phone with Charity Perry's mother. I'm not going to disclose everything she said to me because I promised her I wouldn't. But I will disclose this because she said, no, I want you to talk about this, right? Um, okay. When they found Charity's body, she had no shoes on. Okay, and they determined it was a secondary that she didn't die there, but they have still, still not told her mother what her cause of death was, and I don't think okay. that's right. I, I mean, and there's some of these victims here that I'm finding, and I'll get into that in a minute, where they have not disclosed the cause of death even to the family. So, I mean, what do you do here? 
Nothing. The reason why they're not giving me the total cause of death is they want to make sure there's no copycat, and more importantly, if they do find somebody and he comes forth and says it, they can actually validate the person's telling the truth, not just, ooh, I want to be on TV. I did it. I did okay. it. Right, and that's exactly they're what I told them. They're holding that back for a reason. Yeah, that's what I told yeah, them. They're like, holding it back. Let's say that you tell all the families, right, and you say, but you can't tell anybody. Who's to say that somebody isn't going to make a mistake? Because we all make mistakes, you know? Right. So you're talking to, let's say your name is Lisa and you're, I don't know the names of these people. So, but, uh, and you're talking to your, your buddy Glenn and you're like, oh yeah, and my daughter's cause of death was fill in the blank. Yeah, and then that gets leaked to the media. Yeah, and then pretty soon the media is it, like, how? Oh, especially social media. <laughs> it will get out. It will get out. And while it does matter... At this moment in time, the fact that your daughter is gone, how she dies specifically is not the point. What is the point is make sure you get the right individual and nailing his ass for it. Okay. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't get into this killing women, all this just random, I, I need to get my kill on, uh, I had a bad hair day, so, you know, let's... Right. Yeah, that's that's that shit. Well, and we um, are going to revisit the Portland case more in depth later because there's some other information that she told me that she wants me to talk about. But at the same time, that's what that's what bothered me because, and you know, I would do anything to find out what the fuck happened to my child. You know, so yep. I get I get that sense of you know urgency to know, and. I understand that, you know, they're just in limbo, and I it, it just kills me to know that, you know? So, I yeah, I just wanted to address that for a minute to find out, you know, if there's a logical reason for it. But what you're saying makes sense. It does make sense, because we've, we've actually talked they about people sure who have uh, admitted to a crime before that they didn't do, so... They do it all the time. They want, they want to get off of something else. They want notoriety. Some people are just batshit crazy, you know? They've never done anything in their life, and all of a sudden they want to get recognition, and they will claim they did all kinds of nonsense and have no clue what happened. Because they think they'll get that celebrity status? But putting the the wrong person in prison, while one part of it is you put the wrong person in prison, but the other side of that same coin is you let the guy who needs to be in prison, he's still roaming out there, Yeah, and all he's got to do is change his M.O., and he can keep right on going. And you don't even know it's the same person, right? So right. keeping that back, keeping that back right now is probably a good thing. They'll, they'll know eventually, but the key point is uh, they're gone, and they need to get the individual who did it. That's true. That's true. And maybe that'll help her because I know that she does listen to our show sometimes, and you know, and that maybe that'll help her understand that you know that there's a purpose for it, and it's a good purpose right now. You know, yes. So you know, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you actually shed light on that because I was like, no, that's fucked up. <laughs> but what you're saying makes sense because you know, we we covered Henry and Otis to be mean. Cool, So yeah, they're not trying to be mean. They're not trying to be insensitive. They're just trying to make real sure they catch the right guy and make right. sure it ends. And they and they've got to hold something back somewhere right. to validate it that only the killer would know. And if it's something unique. They've got right. to hold something back, if not several, to, to validate. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for that. I actually appreciate that, you know, feedback 
from that. So from what I've been able to determine, when it comes to the male victims, all of them are in their early 20s to mid 40s. And most were last seen at a local club or music venue. Ta-da! Although some were last seen at their home, when it comes to the women, unfortunately, not very much is known. And below is a list of the deceased, and then I'll kind of like break down each incident. But the first to be pulled from the water was Kathleen Martin. She's 49-year-old female, discovered March 2022. Her cause of death of drowning and the manner of death was undetermined. Now, some of these, and I'll get into it here in a minute. It's like really weird. Um, then on April of 2022, an unknown male was pulled from the river or went the water. Uh, his cause and manner of death is still unavailable. Then that same month, an unknown female was pulled from the river. Her cause and manner of death is unavailable. Then 30 minutes after she was pulled from the river, 80 year old Yuet saying she's a female was discovered April, 2022. Her cause of death was drowning the manner of death undetermined. Then Karina Pena Alanis, 31, was discovered April 2022. Her cause of death was drowning, and they have said her manner of death was suicide. Then in May 2022, Natalie Brookson, age 22, cause and manner of death undetermined. Then that same month, 26-year-old Daniel Sotelo, his cause of death was drowning, manner of death undetermined. Um, then in June of 2022, Haywood Brown, 34 years old, cause of death drowning. They determined his manner of death was accidental. Um, then December of 2022, they pulled two bodies, 25-year-old Peter Sal- Salvino. His cause of death was drowning, manner accidental. Then 21-year-old Christoph Schubert, um, cause of death drowning, manner accidental. Then um, February of 2023, 23-year-old Anthony Rucker, cause of death drowning, manner suicide. Um, March 2023, Joel Orduno, 24 years old, cause of death drowning, manner undetermined. 21-year-old in April 2023, cause uh, 21-year-old Seamus Gray, cause of death drowning, manner undetermined. Then that same month, 46-year-old Richard Garcia, cause and manner death pending. Um, then May of 2023, an unknown female, cause and manner of death unavailable. And then, of course, the last one, 29-year-old Noah Enos, discovered June 2023, cause and manner of death pending. <sighs> now, for each incident involved involving a named victim, I was able to find a breakdown of what the authorities have been able to determine so far. So I want to run through them briefly with you. On March 31st, 2022, the Fox affiliate in Chicago released a statement regarding 49-year-old Kathleen Martin saying she was reported missing on Monday, March 28th. She was last seen at a residence located on West Hutchinson Street in Chicago along the 3300 block. And she was described as a 160-pound woman, approximately 5 foot 6 inches tall with gray hair and green eyes. Then on April 15th, the Chicago newspaper released some more information. Her body was discovered submerged in the Chicago River in the Bunker Hill area of Caldwell Woods in the vicinity of Milwaukee and Devon Avenue. Now, according to the article, her body was discovered around 1 p.m. on March 31st, 2022. 
Um, and the medical examiner stated her time of death was approximately 1.58 p.m. on the day she went missing. A spokesperson for the Forest Preserves told reporters that although her body had been in the water for a while, it hadn't been there for any significant length of time before it was found. Even though her cause of death has been listed as drowning, the manner of death is still undetermined, mainly because there were no signs of trauma found on her body during autopsy. Then... The next case, on, on Saturday, April 16, 2022, a Chicago ABC affiliate announced that two bodies had been discovered in two different areas of the Chicago River. The first was that of an unknown woman whose body was found at approximately 11.40 a.m. in Chicago's West Loop neighborhood. Then approximately 30 minutes after that, the body of 80-year-old Yuet Zhang and her was pulled from the river. Her body was discovered in the Bridgeport area of the Chicago River. And then, at the time, the authorities did not say the two deaths were related. However, they are conducting their investigation as if the deaths were suspicious in nature. Then, on um, Saturday, April 23, 2022, the Chicago NBC affiliate announced that the body recovered from the Chicago River the day before was positively identified as 31-year-old Karina Pena Alanis. Her body was discovered at approximately 7.50 a.m., in the area of the river located at 2700 South Damon Avenue near Bridgeport near Eleanor Street. So kind of in the same area where Yuset Sang's body was found. Karina was a pregnant mother of three young daughters and she was last seen alive in the Barrio de las Empacadoras area along the 4300 block of South Wood Street. Her cause of death is listed as drowning with the manner of death being suicide. Now, I brought this up to Scott because I want to pause real quick. I brought this up to Scott. I'm like, how did they determine whether it was suicide, accidental, or homicidal in nature? Flip a coin. <laughs> and I actually reached out to the local, the Portland police, but I haven't heard back from them yet on what makes that determination, you know? So hopefully I'll hear back from them soon and I can let you guys know. I'd be calling the medical examiner. I think they would know, you know more what? than the Maybe would. I should. So the weekend prior to Karina's body being discovered, three other bodies had been pulled from the waterways of Chicago. Those, those were of Yuet saying an unknown female, and the unknown male. The unknown male was pulled from Lake Michigan um, along the 3,000 block of uh, South Fort Dearborn Drive. So then on um, Thursday, May 12th, the Chicago ABC affiliate announced that 22-year-old Natalie Brookson's body had been identified. She was pulled from Lake Michigan on May 2nd near Bryn Mawr Avenue. Now, she was a senior at the Illinois, University of Illinois Chicago, UIC. She was last seen alive when she left work at Friedman Place, a housing community for blind adults, on April 30th in the Budlong Woods neighborhood. Her cause and manner of death are still undetermined. And according to her boss, his name is Thet Wei. I'm assuming he's Vietnamese. I thought he was a supermarket. <laughs> you know what? Sounds like a supermarket. Like Thriftway? Yeah, man. Hey, King, go give me some bread. Go over to the Thetway. So okay, bad. I'm on it. They're having, a, they're having a sale. I have coupons. I got them from Tammy. Fuck off. 
So Natalie had been working at Friedman Place since 2020 as a dietary aide. He said that before she left work that day, she put in her notice. And the, when the reporter asked him if she expressed any concerns for her safety, he said, no, she never told me anything like that. There's a lot of missing pieces that doesn't make sense. He doesn't know how to talk, obviously, but still. Now, he also went on to say, I broke down because of what happened. There's no way Natalie would do this to herself. Then another co-worker, Tom Wosick, said her family deserves the answers to why it happened. Um, then in the same press release, the ABC affiliate stated that 26-year-old Daniel Sotella was last seen alive when he was dropped off at the Roosevelt, Roosevelt L stop on April 30th, and witnesses indicate he had gotten on the CTA train. Then on Sunday, May 29th, at the same affiliate announced that Daniel's body had been recovered from Lake Michigan, approximately one mile from the shore on May 22nd. He was also a student at UIC. His cause of death was officially listed as drowning, while the manner of death is yet to be determined. At the time, the, the, uh, the authorities were not revealing whether they believed any of the deaths thus far were connected. Then on Wednesday, June 22nd of 2022, the Chicago Sun-Times reported the body of 34-year-old Hayward Brown had been recovered from Lake Michigan the day before. According to the report, someone placed a call to 911 at approximately 9.30 p.m. on Tuesday, stating there was a person, quote, in distress in the water along the 700 block of East 31st Street. Hayward's body was pulled from the lake and rushed to the University of Chicago Medical Center, and medical personnel pronounced him dead on arrival. His official cause of death is listed as drowning, and the manner of death is said to be accidental. Now, on Wednesday, February 8, 2023, the Chicago NBC affiliate announced the cause and manner of death of 25-year-old Peter Salvino. He was a doctoral student at Northwestern University when his body was found in Lake Michigan on December 21st, 2022. According to the medical examiner, Peter's cause of death was drowning with ethanol intoxication as a contributing factor. His manner of death was ruled accidental, which means he was drunk and fell in the water and drowned, basically, is what that says. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Peter was last seen alive when he left a party on December 17th along the 2400 block of North Geneva Terrace in Lincoln Park. Reports indicated that at approximately 11.59 p.m. that same evening, according to his friend, he was walking back to his residence approximately a half a mile away. And the friend concerned about Peter's safety. And so they talked for a while. Then he hung up. Then the friend concerned about Peter's safety called him back at approximately 12.15 a.m. And Peter answered and said he was still walking home. The authorities said that Peter's phone pinged at a cell tower near, near Diversay Harbor at approximately 12.31 a.m. And Peter's friend called him again at 12.37 to make sure he arrived home safely, but the call went unanswered. Then between that time and 9.30 a.m., several of Peter's friends continued to send him text messages that were actually delivered successfully. But he never responded. By 9.45 a.m., all incoming calls went straight to voicemail and all text messages were undelivered. Now, surveillance video from the 
it's called the Wiener's Circle. I'm assuming it's a hot dog place. <laughs> it's a Lincoln Park rest. I know. Could you imagine that as an epic name? I mean, not to make light of the situation. Wait a minute. Hold on. Todd, isn't that where you're at right now in the Wiener Circle? <laughs> I mean, you're surrounded by dudes. You got no idea. Outside of my room, there, there, outside of my room, there is no right-hand side at all, ever, because we have people who literally, as soon as a nurse or a guard or a bird flies in here or maybe a cockroach, they have to flat. Yeah, it is Wiener, Wiener Central. No, did, did, I did not recommend this restaurant at all. It's <laughs> oh, subject. <laughs> like I said, not to make light of the situation, but the Wiener Circle is like an epic name for a restaurant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I think I'm gonna form a new band and I'm gonna call it the Wiener Circle. <laughs> Have all dudes <laughs> like you do now? Well, kind of like I do now. I, yeah. Like whenever we're playing shows, I'm in the wiener circle right there. That's can, right. That's right. Especially when Matt tries to hump you from behind and fucking weird ass band. Don grabs your ass. I can't catch a break with these assholes Dude, on Hopper stage. Popper Smurf is always smacking your hey, ass for some reason. Stop! They're, they're trying to break you out of the fact you keep doing this one man circle jerk. I mean, they're trying to help you out, man. That's only Break at the, the strip pattern, club. Bro. Break the <laughs> I wear my G-string looking all sexy Ew! and shit. Ew. <laughs> no, we already talked about how hairy you are. No. <laughs> hey, so- <laughs> don't laugh. When my neighbor kept, when my neighbor kept staring at me all the time when I was bush out of my front pasture, I threatened to put on one of those Mexican wrestling masks and a Speedo. <laughs> Dude, I've told this story before, and just to break off really quick, is I when I lived in Forest Grove, I lived on uh, one street, and I had this neighbor, nosy-ass neighbors, and they actually called the cops and said I had a meth lab in my garage, and when the cops showed up, I laughed at them, and then showed them, and the cop goes, I am so sorry, and closed the door and walked away. But still, he would stand at the end of his drive at the end of the driveways and stare inside my door when it was open, when I had the screen door open. So one day I'm like, you know what? Fuck this dude. And I was really heavy at the time because I had put on over 100 pounds when I was pregnant. So I walk. I went to the room, ch- took off all my clothes, and walked through the house naked. He never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson right, learned, dude. So, anyways, this restaurant footage shows footage of Peter inside the restaurant before he disappeared on Saturday night. Then on December 21st at approximately 6 p.m., his body was discovered in Diversay Harbor near the last location where his phone pinged off a local tower. Shortly after his body was pulled from the water, his family released the following statement. We're both shattered and relieved to report that earlier Tuesday we found Peter during the marine search of Diversay Harbor. Throughout the last three days, we've been overwhelmed by the support and assistance we've received from friends, family, and local residents and businesses in our search for Peter. We are grateful beyond measure for their diligence, without which Peter may never have been found. At this time, our family appreciates the public affording us privacy as we process our grief over the devastating loss. Which I agree with. The press is horrible nowadays. So, you know, we need to give these families space. Yeah, totally, man. You know, and which is what I've told the families in Portland. like, you know what? I just want to talk to you about certain things so we can get some things clear. But nothing you say unless you want me to will be aired. Because we want to keep you safe as well. You know, protect your privacy. Right, right. And I'm even in contact with one of the victim's best friends. Right, you are. Giving him some, you know, emotional support and things right. like that. Right, and he's a sweetheart. You he's know, we, amazing. We, Good kid. We do, 
we do a lot of jokes and, and joke around the, on the show, but I mean, when it comes to being serious, when it comes to actual people's feelings and the and the victims, right? You know, we're and not joking families. about we're not joking about right, that. exactly. No, we're not joking about that. Not at all. Like I said, not to make light of the situation, but we have to make fun of a restaurant, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> but you know, and, and I can yeah, totally understand yeah. where people think how Todd and I come off as as you know as not caring, but at the end of the day, to be honest with all of our listeners, Todd and I. We do think a lot alike, and we are very caring people, and we do give a, we, we give a shit. We give a shit I'm, about which is feelings. surprising for us to say about a serial killer. But Todd's been very instrumental in helping us process these. Oh yeah, very. I mean, he helps explain certain things and everything. And I mean, you know, so I do see that caring aspect, and people need to understand that. Agreed. So. On Wednesday, March 15th. Yeah, 20, I want them to get caught. <laughs> exact, well, exactly. And you know what? That's really, you're actually not the first serial killer I've heard say that. We're talking to another one in San Quentin who was literally helped the police, you know, nab a couple of them. So on Wednesday, March 15, 2023, the Chicago NBC affiliate announced the cause of death of 21-year-old Christoph Schubert. He was a Polish businessman. Shut up. Got working in Chicago. There's not enough Polish jokes. <laughs> Polish jokes, yeah. He was discovered unresponsive in Lake Michigan on December 7, 2022, off Oak Street Beach. According to the medical examiner, his cause of death was listed as drowning with ethanol intoxication as a contributing factor. Again, drunk, fell in the water, died. At the manor, and the manner of death has been ruled accidental. He was last seen alive leaving a holiday party at the Howl at the Moon Bar. That is an epic name. In North River. Dude, that is fucking epic. I know. He was reported missing. After he was reported missing, a massive search effort was launched. According to his his friend. Now, this is a <laughs> Michael Wazinski. Something like that. Mike Wazowski from, no. from Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. No, W-O-J-A-S-I-N-S-K-I. Wazowski. Wazowski. That's what Mike Wazowski. He's from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> now, Christoph was at the party when he stepped outside. Michael said, I saw him standing there. Then the next minute, he, was, he wasn't. Nobody saw him leaving. The next day on Sunday, I went to his room and knocked on the door. It was empty. He wasn't there. Then on December 7th at approximately 1.55 a.m., a call was placed to 911 about a man being found near the 1,000 block of North Disable along Lakeshore Drive. He was in the water and unresponsive. When emergency responders arrived, they pulled the body from the water, rushed him to local hospital, where a short time later he was pronounced dead. Then on Thursday, February 16, 2023, the Chicago CBS affiliate announced the authorities have recovered the body of 23-year-old Anthony Rucker. He was discovered near the 3700 block of South Pulaski Road at approximately 2 p.m. along the Chicago Sanitary and Ship Canal. Authorities, oh no, Anthony's cause of death has been listed as drowning when the manner death was ruled suicide. Then on Thursday, June 15th, 2023, the Chicago Fox affiliate announced the cause of death of 24-year-old Joel Orduno. His body was pulled from the water on March 16th in Lincoln Park, and his cause of death was officially listed as drowning by an undetermined manner. He was last seen alive at his residence along the 2700 block of North Monticello Avenue at approximately 1 a.m. on February 17th. Man, how, many, how many bodies? How many bodies? I thought there was like six women and five guys. Or, no, six women and ten many, men. 
16 bodies. Okay, okay. I was like, wow. Yeah. So on November, on Friday, May 26, 2023, the Chicago Fox affiliate announced 21-year-old Seamus Gray's cause of death. The medical examiner ruled his cause of death as drowning with the manner being undetermined. However, they did note there's no evidence of significant injury which have contributed to his death. And during the autopsy, when they tested his his blood alcohol concentration, BAC, the results indicated it was 0.14, which is intoxicated. He's Irish, man. They can I know, hit way right? higher than that. Well, and this is the thing. He was, a U- US Na- he was in the U.S. Navy stationed at Naval Station Great Lakes in North Chicago. And he was last seen alive on March 18, 2023, in the early morning hours after leaving the Ibiza <coughs> nightclub on Genesee Street in Waukegan. When he didn't return to base at 2 a.m. as scheduled, he was reported missing. According to reports, he left the Ibiza bar that St. Patrick's Day weekend, but returned a short time later. He was turned away at the door. Now, this something happened that made me think maybe foul play was involved. Um, because surveillance footage from outside the bar showed him talking to a group of people while he was talking to someone else on his phone. And at some point, the video showed him getting into an altercation with somebody, which ended up with him on the ground. Because he's Irish. <laughs> so after the altercation, he was seen walking toward the corner of Sheridan Road in Washington Street at approximately 1.40 a.m. When he was reported missing, the Waukegan Fire Department and the Waukegan Police Department launched an extensive search. And Deputy Chief Brian Mullen said, overnight, we received some <coughs> more videos over over here at the lakefront from businesses at the marinas that were showing him right at the water's edge. Reports indicate Seamus's body was discovered by utility workers on April 19th when they were conducting routine work duties near the harbor. They called the authorities and they said they believed they saw a body in the water. Police arrived a short time later and removed it and he was identified via dental records. Then on Friday, April 14th, the Chicago ABC affiliate announced the body of 46-year-old Richard Garcia had been recovered from the Chicago River the day before. Late Thursday morning, the authorities recovered his body near the Columbus Drive Bridge. Richard was last seen alive March 12th after he was dropped off at home at the intersection of 82nd Commercial. When he didn't arrive at his scheduled shift at the FedEx in Hammond, Indiana, his co-workers reported him missing. Currently, his cause and manner of death is pending an investigation, but when his body was found, he was wearing his FedEx uniform, which indicates he died the morning after he was dropped off, right? Like he was going to go to work and then, you know. I've been there myself. Like, I was going to go to work, but... (laughs) Then I got high. (laughs) But I got high and that that bottle of bourbon looks really goddamn good, so (laughs) now I suffer from anal glaucoma. I don't see my ass coming in today. <laughs> That's horrible. So on Monday, June 19th, the Washington Post reported that 29-year-old Noah Enos had been found dead in the Chicago River on the previous Saturday. According to reports, he had gone to the salt shed with a co-worker to see his Australian rock band. And this rock band name is genius. It's called... <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) I would go see them. I would go see them just to see what they were like. (laughs) Now, he went missing a short time. I want their T-shirt. I know, right? Right. No kidding, man. We should look for their swag. 
Yeah, so he went missing a short time after leaving the venue. Noah's body was discovered on June 17th in the Chicago River, approximately one block from the salt shed near the 1300 block of North Elston Avenue. A family member, Kristen Zoller, created a GoFundMe page and, and, you know, basically said, you know, that... They received the heartbreaking confirmation that Noah had passed away, but the family needed financial support, which I understand. You know, you don't plan for a young person to die like you do an old person and you start paying on funeral arrangements, you know. So, according you to... You don't re- just kick him in the ground? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my bad. <laughs> so, according to reports, records from... This is, you know... This is, like, really disturbing to me, and I don't understand it. So maybe you guys can help. According to reports, records from AT&T indicate the last calls and messages sent and received from his phone ended at approximately 5 p.m. on the day he went missing. However, his friends say they have texts from him timestamped between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. For that reason, Noah's family feel that foul play was involved in his disappearance. Now, at death, Noah's girlfriend, Nicole, claims he was last seen on surveillance footage at approximately 9.30 p.m. In the video, he's talking to a group of people before he leaves the venue heading north on Elson Avenue. She also said that he had sent her text and a Snapchat video while he was at the concert before his cell phone died at approximately 10. Um, she said they did review some of the footage and they saw him and his co-worker walking around the venue at about 9.30. And they said... The show ended at 10 p.m., so there's a 30-minute gap that they're looking into see maybe where he could have gone into the venue. According to Nicole, Noah's co-worker said that as the concert was ending, he and Noah became separated. The co-worker said that at approximately 10 p.m., he went to the restroom, and when he came out, he couldn't find Noah. Reports indicate Noah struggled with depression and anxiety. However, Nicole is adamant that his disappearance was out of character. Couldn't find him Noah where? <laughs> You're horrible. Just asking for a friend. Yeah. So she said Noah was an incredibly intelligent, charismatic, caring, wonderful person, wonderful boyfriend, and wonderful dad to our two dogs. Not the type of person that would up and leave without question, without a reason. His Noah's cause and manner of death are still pending an investigation. Now, this is where I'm at. And my question is, is why would cell, rec- you know, official records from your cell phone company say that you have nothing after 5 p.m., but people are saying, hey, he's calling me and Snapchatting me from his phone or texting me from his phone until 10 p.m.? How is that possible? Easy. Okay. People, people, lose, tra- people lose track of time. People ha- lose track of what day they were talking to. People have wishful thinking. You know, oh, I'm pretty sure this happened. The fact is, phone records don't lie. I mean, if the phone was working, there it is. The phone wasn't. Right, but if you Snapchatted her from the venue. Yeah. You know, although he could have used his friend's phone, huh? Yeah, there you go, man. Plus, Snapchat, Snapchat. isn't going to track through your, through your phone company. That's a separate That's app. That's true. That's true. But she also said that she had text messages from him, too, which would have come from his phone. I'm not buying the serial killer on this one. You're not? At all. No. On, 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 several, on several levels. Um, this many people, okay, serial killers rarely, it does happen, Rarely cross over race, rarely cross over sex. 
this many different 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 things. Right. I don't think and, the women are affiliated with this, but I do think most of the men are. And they may be. And I'm not saying there wasn't, but here's the thing. When you have this many people, I think a certain amount of them are going to be suicide. I think a certain amount of them are going to be accidental. Right. When you have a drowning, now if you, if you use a knife, a rope, poison, a gun, a tuna can, a sock, whatever, this is an actual method that they can look at and go, okay, he got hit with this. A hammer, okay? These are causes of death that clearly there was an intent and something behind it. Drowning, now I'm not a forensics person, but I would imagine drowning is going to be a real bitch to prove other than the fact that he drowned or she drowned. Oh, yeah, I get unless into you that. Have scratch, but yeah. unless, you get scratch, unless you get scratch marks, you held someone's head down, which means you're really a, a cold bastard. Right. But, um, you know, but as far as you, you, you doing that, unless you did something to aggressively do this, some of these people were drunk. Mm-hmm. Some of these people were not. So, I mean, you're in all that water. People are out there messing around. They get in their feelings. Who knows? Right. I imagine half of them are probably actually, either A, actual suicides, or most likely a bunch of accidents where people just weren't thinking it through, drinking, and, and, and they did something stupid. We've all done something stupid that could have almost offed us throughout our lives. Right. Now, the, it, could there be a killer in there? I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't one, maybe two. But are they all connected? I right, mean, I don't think they're what? all connected. Like I said, I don't think the women are connected to these. But considering most of the men were last seen at some sort of venue, like a bar or a music venue, and, you know, the, you know, the age range and everything, I think some of those are connected. Now, according to Tracy Walder, the serial killers often follow certain patterns. And, you know, you just touched on that. In fact, when they actually dispose of their victims in water, and we found this with the Green River case, it means forensic evidence is going to be, for the most part, non-existent. Therefore, it actually becomes the ideal crime. Apparently, before the end of 2022, media outlets in Chicago released reports that the Chicago Police Department had already started to enlist the help of the FBI to solve their drowning cases, which means they felt that there was some kind of connection with some of them. Right? Otherwise, they're not going to bring the FBI in. Okay. So that was after the first 10 bodies were pulled from the river and before the six that were recovered so far this year. Now, Walter says that when it comes to the authorities investigating water deaths, the forensic evidence is practically non-existent, thereby making them more difficult. She also said the multiple instances being reported in one time frame or clusters, as they're they're called, is usually indicative that there's something more going on here. Um, Now... I was, I actually theorized in my head, I didn't say this, but with some of the ones that the manner of death is undetermined at this time, could it be that somebody actually held them underwater? You know, which would indicate that there's no real trauma to the body, especially if they were drunk. You know, there's not a lot of fight back there. If you have somebody who is drunk, okay, but you're talking about, you have to actually have some, some strength to hold someone under the water, okay? Right. Pulling a trigger, 
and all these other methods relatively are just a mental stressor. The actual phys- physical is not that hard. Right. I mean, it's just a little trigger pull. It's just a little knife. It's just this. Okay. I, I, you're going with your finger, water, aren't you? <laughs> I, I, no, don't get me off track here because you know I'll, I'll go off for half an hour. I know. Um, <laughs> but the whole, but the whole, but to hold somebody down in the water takes some real intent, and they that there's there's some anger or frustration. They want that person down because that's a physical altercation. That's not a mechanical altercation. That's a physical altercation. You're holding someone down, overpowering them, whether they're male or female. Because I know women that can kick my ass. Okay. Just because it's a female doesn't mean she's not going to fight back and, and, and possibly fuck you up. Right. Uh, and for some reason, I fall in love with those women and want to, it's just, yeah, I love them. <laughs> so does Scott. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about that. <clears throat> if she's a train wreck, I love you. Yep. <laughs> the, um, That's the reason why you proposed yep. to me, right? Choo-choo, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a train for you. But, um, <laughs> oh, ow! The, wait a minute, does he need coupons for that to pull a train on you? I hate you, Scott. Just asking, asking for a friend. I uh, got one for yeah. Chick Fil A. Oh, she's been she she's been handing out coochie coupons for decades. <laughs> yep. thing, being being serious here, it, it, when you to, to hold someone down to it's like it's like to strangle somebody. You have to have you're just strangling them with water. That takes a lot of force, a lot right. of weight, understanding how to, uh, and, and having confidence. I mean, how many guys are willing to step in the ring with Mike Tyson? you got to have big-ass balls and a lot of confidence to, in your skills before you would try that shit. Okay? Right. Yeah, because you got to keep going behind a woman yeah. or, <laughs> To keep anybody, to, to hold a woman down, and especially a guy, you don't ever know what the hell. Okay, mm-hmm. you got to have a lot of confidence that, that your weapon of choice is your physical strength and, and taking that away their ability. That's right. not easy. Right. I've never done that. That would absolutely take a whole other level of commitment and right. I think a lot of inner rage to do it. Right. Now, to drown somebody, you're going to leave marks. They're going to scratch you. You're going to hold them. You're going to bruise them. Either you grab their hair, there's going to be follicles ripped out. Or you hit them with something. Therefore, there's trauma to the body. Right. Okay. If there's no trauma to the body, I hate to be to say this, but I'm more inclined to think this was an accidental drowning than a forced. If the hair's not pulled and there's no no bruising and and and, and, and damage to the bones, I'm thinking it's, it's an accidental. Okay. Now, if there's any of that there, that's another subject. Right. But to hold a woman down, not to say there's not women that can't kick your ass, is is an insecure guy who thinks he can overpower women. That's okay. True. That's a whole other species than some guy who thinks he wants to uh, hold down guys. That's a little on the little homo rage kicking off there too. Right. But I mean, you got you got the whole thing of holding down a guy because you want to kill him. Now half are drunk, but half are not. And right. there's a lot of people out there. That uh, drunk or not, are well known for kicking your ass. So right, right. Now, um, I, I, I would need more information to do this. I don't, I don't. There may be some killings here, but as far as the, across the board, I mean, there's got to be more than similarities than just someone than than 
the drownings. Right, right. So, with everything going on across this country, it again begs the question, are we on the verge of a serial killer pandemic? And I ask that because not only are we dealing with the six-plus missing and murdered women in Portland, we now have the Chicago drownings. But let's not forget the Idaho college murders. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a different episode. But if you've been following them like we have, you might be wondering if Brian Koberger committed the murders. Or if he did, did he act alone? But there's uh, these aren't the only cases happening in the country. And I found another case, and Scott and I were talking about this this morning, that might be of interest that we'll cover more in depth later. Last year, and five... I Huh? Well, last year, five bodies were recovered from Lady Bird Lake in Austin, Texas. And so far this year, the authorities have pulled five more bodies from the lake. So this has also sparked talk of a serial killer in that area as well. Now, Walder did say, and, you know, we kind of touched on this in this episode. Unfortunately, people go to bars and make bad choices, right? We've all done it. I go to my house and make bad (laughs) choices. We're five in the morning every time. Yeah, and unfortunately, it has happened where people accidentally fell, fell into water, but you don't see it on this scale. Then, on the other side of the coin, you know, just to say, you know, to play devil's advocate here, Joseph Giacolone, a former NYPD officer and current professor, isn't so sure the deaths are the work of a serial killer. He said social media seems to fuel a lot of these conspiracy theories, but the investigators have to tune all that out and just do what they're supposed to do. He said, I come from the school where you treat every death as if it is a homicide until proven otherwise, because you don't get a second chance. Now, I'm not quick to dismiss the serial killer theory. Too many coincidences usually means there's no coincidence involved. The only thing I can say is be vigilant. Know your surroundings. Know the people you're hanging out with. If you meet someone new on a dating app, let's say, don't meet them in a secluded place. Meet them in public with lots of people around. Stay aware, stay safe, and most importantly, stay alive. And I'm going to throw one more thing in there. Like on, on a serious note, man, because Todd and I know this all too well. Know your drinking limits for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck yes. Because I know that I've drank enough that I have made and spent some stupid amounts of money and done some stupid fucking things that I wouldn't have done when I'm sober. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure that stripper didn't use all that money to go to college. I'm fairly sure too. You know what? He's talked about dating a stripper before, so that's not off base. Oh, yeah. No, it's very (laughs) accurate. Very accurate. I have dated several, and I, I, I love tipping them. I mean, strippers need love, too. And, uh, yeah, I've dated quite a few of them. Yeah, 100. But, yeah. So. Hey, I told you if, she, if she's a, if she's a train wreck, if she's got three kids from four daddies, if, the, if she's got so much baggage, she needs a luggage rack. How do you oh, know yeah, baby, I'm looking for you. <laughs> it's a math problem. You'll never figure it out. Trust me. This guy's no. This guy's no. Oh, all, it's, you need it's to, guy all you need to know is, all you need to know is the coochie's good. Don't ask too many questions. Just know that you're next. That's all yeah. you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you have it. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, we need, I mean, because like I said, even with the Portland case, even if it's not a serial killer, we need to be aware that there's a problem happening. And we need to stay vigilant. We need to be aware as a culture to just be vigilant and be aware and stay safe. You know? 
Because yeah. lots of things can happen out there in this ugly world. But that's all well, I you have. never know what the next person you never know what the next person's capable of. Exactly. I mean, like I tell people in here, you may be willing to punch someone in the mouth for, for doing something to you. I may be willing to go ahead and drop you in the ground. The little old granny sitting on the porch who's mad about you walking in her grass all, all the time may make cookies and kill the whole neighborhood. You never know what's going through the next person. <laughs> Dorothea Puente. That's or, facts. That's facts, man. you can break into her car and she'll get a baseball bat and go, paya. We <laughs> featured this lady. Oh, my God. But on I a got different show. It. On a different show. Because it, it was out of Florida. She was like, what, 80 years old? Yeah, like 85 years old. She caught a guy breaking into her car. Now, you would think little old lady should be, hey, quit breaking into my car. Or I'll call, call the, the police. police. Yeah. Not her. She got a baseball bat and tuned up on this dot. This, this yeah, dude. she reared up and like hit Beat a home the run. the shit out of him. <laughs> and she was even interviewed. She's like, yeah, I went and got my baseball back and I was payow. I knocked his ass out. I'm like, I, I I got mad respect for this chick. Yeah, like, mad I loved respect. her. But yeah, you never Honestly, know. If he would have just if he would have just rang her doorbell and said nice hell, she might have fucked his brains out and made him a pie. Probably, yeah, baby, baby. Probably. No, I this mean, I had to be all stupid and try to break into I, her car. Got his ass kicked by like an eighty-eight thousand-year-old woman with a baseball bat and no teeth. She was and, awesome. Yeah, toothless <laughs> and everything, man. A fucking 85-year-old woman, toothless, with a Babe Ruth attitude. <laughs> dude, I'm knocking was, that bitch out of dude, the park. And that's what we need to do. I mean, I'm not so much... I mean, I don't carry guns. I, You know, and I've never fired a real gun. So, But I also believe in safety. You know, pepper spray, a knife, you know, something. Something to keep you safe. That's all I'm saying. You don't believe in guns? It's not that I don't believe in guns. I've just never used one. I always wanted one. I wanted a little twenty-two, but I never got one. We're going to have to reevaluate this proposal thing because I'm going to tell you, I, the, you no, know, you're not really down actually, with the down with the. I, I don't know about that. No, Scott's actually starting to teach me gun safety and everything, so I can learn how to shoot one. But I just never owned one because I I never actually felt the need. You know, I never feared for my safety like that. Yeah, we're pretty close to taking her and my son to the firing range and yeah. letting them fire the real guns. Because I've got a uh, hey. a six-hour uh, BB gun that's modeled after real six-hour. It's weighted, everything like that. And uh, so I've been teaching them gun safety with that. Because, I mean, the worst comes to worst. All they're, all they're going to be doing is pulling a BB out of my butt. <laughs> and, and not like trying to replace a whole hip or a leg. That's the smallest thing they pulled out pulled out of there. <laughs> oh God damn it! I knew you were going to get me with that one, you was, bastard. There was, there, was, there, was, there was the champagne. There was the champagne incident of 07. I knew you. Were, I had that one coming after the black rooster joke, though. I have that one coming. You kind of did. You kind of did. And I'm mad that my cousin yeah. Kyle, if you're listening, I hate you for knowing that joke because I wanted to get you with it. You That's navy the best bastard. Joke ever. That's the best joke ever. <laughs> you know, if I can get this new well, big six this... hour, <laughs> huh? Six hour Beretta and federal ammunition are national treasures. <laughs> I mean, if you love America, you need to carry and carry well. I mean, I don't want to know what's on it. I love good gear. Right. You know? 
Right. So you're going to have to get with it, or uh, I'm going to have to give you the boot, girl. No, because like the I said, same. I have actually asked Scott to train me on how to use one because you know what? I mean, he has one, and if I'm ever here, he wants me to be able to protect myself. I got to get something smaller though, because that 45 is like a fucking cannon. That that 45 is like something in the nine millimeter fucking category that won't go through my walls and kill the neighbors and blow right. up someone's car and fucking get dead shocks. milk. Get hydro shocks. Hydro shocks. I'm running hornabees. Trust me, the hydrostatic. You hit a wall, it stops. You hit a person, it stops. Mechanic energy is awesome. Uh, you're not going to go through a whole lot of walls. And, uh, I mean, you can make a 9mm act like a 40. Or just get huh. a 40. Yeah, I thought about that one, too. But, yeah, I'm, I'm running uh, Hornady's in, uh, in my 45 currently because of that same reason, because they expand so much. Uh, you know, by the time it exits, if it does make it yeah. into the wall... It's not going through the wall, but that guy's heart or lungs and his innards will be pinned to my wall. It's yeah. like a little trophy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your own personal trophy. <laughs> where's where's the, so where's Tammy, the suspect when I tell you, Tammy, when I tell you I want to put it in your holster, I'm not always meaning sex, girl. I, you know what? I know. I know. <laughs> no, but yeah. So like I said, Scott's trying to teach me gun safety and everything, which I appreciate because... You know, there there might be a point, especially in today's era, that you might need it. I mean, you never know. And that's the thing, you know, you know, you never know. But I, we also know that they have to be on the inside before we do anything, because if they fall outside, we're in trouble. I've always said, man, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Yeah. Or in my case, I'm a fat guy, so probably eight or ten. <laughs> but still. We'll just cremate you. It's all good. Yeah, no, that works for me, man. Just throw me in the fucking barbecue where I'm good. <laughs> throw a little Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce up in there. Oh, my God, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's got on a rotisserie. Well, and then when we were at the family thing, they they uh, we had to get together the day before with the family get-together, and they made, like, uh, loose meat, you know, like, pulled beef and pulled chicken and everything, and they had barbecue sauce in there, and it was Sweet Baby Ray's. I go, Mom, Princess Leia, and she goes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just... It, 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 I believe it is important to know, you know, but don't just anybody carry a gun. You'd have to know how to use it. That's my whole thing. Right, right. Well, they're going to cut us off of this call in about a minute. Okay. So let's wrap her up. Remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you happen to be getting your blogs. Uh, what else? Uh, log on to Brutal Nation. Join Citizens of Brutal Nation. Uh, interact with us. Just go for it and check out our merch store, which is pinned to the Brutal Nation fucking the, the Citizens of Brutal Nation page. Yes. This show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're lying, thieving bastards. bastards. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I think Todd.